Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the podcast that looks back at albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds. I am your host, Dave. Welcome to the truly sci-fi year of 2021. Have the germs disappeared yet? Or have I still got to lock the doors for fear of pathogens? I have. Oh, bloody hell. Guess that means I'll have to distract myself with a spin-off film from a hugely popular TV series. No, it's not on the buses. It's only bloody Sex in the City 2. In two years, amazing things can happen. What do you do for a living? I like concrete. Sounds promising. There Big and I were somewhere between wild sex and a baby. I don't know which is worse. Samantha, the baby will tire eventually. I think we need some glamour. When can you all be free? Ooh la la. Gary! You gotta be kidding me. Sex in the City too. I'm not dressed to get on a camel. Rated R, May 27th. Have the germs got you already, Dave? No, they haven't. So why on earth have I picked this? Well, during my annual listen to the Till Death to Us Blart podcast in December of 2020, I remember that two of the hosts spent a year watching Sex and the City 2, once a week, for a year. I then remembered that I've actually seen this film, twice, no less, forced by ex-girlfriends in order to win brownie points. During the Christmas break, while trawling Netflix, there it was, taunting me to partake, like the cool kid in school offering you your first cigarette. Perhaps my memories of this film are unwarranted. Maybe. Just maybe, this could be a misunderstood classic. Before we get into this, shall we instead partake in a context dump? The first of 2021, no less. I'm excited. Are we ready? After the massive success of 2008's Sex in the City, the movie, itself a continuation of the hugely popular HBO TV series, which in turn was based off of a 1997 best-selling book, talk would soon turn to a sequel. Of course it is, because that first film made over $480 million at the box office, so why not try to replicate that success? In February 2009, all of the original cast confirmed that there was indeed a sequel in the works, and by August 2009, it was shooting. The director and writer of the original film, Michael Patrick King, returned once again to helm the feature with Patricia Field returning to work on costumes and wardrobe. It is said that King was influenced by the various locations in which the original film had premiered to make the sequel a more global affair. King was also inspired to write the film to be more similar to an old 1930s escapist comedy and adventure film of that era, perhaps in part due to the recession that was occurring at that point in time. All of this, mind you, what I'm hearing is that King fancied a working holiday. I mean, who can blame him? Filming in Morocco, doubling for that Abu Dhabi, after Emirati government refused filming clearance, was originally scheduled for 13 days, but was extended to six weeks. How does 13 days turn to six weeks? Working holiday, perhaps? I don't know, that's purely speculation on my part, though. The film was eventually released on the 27th of May, 2010. Based on a budget of $95 million, it recouped a hefty $294 million at the box office. Released on the same weekend as Disney's live-action Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, which may or may not appear sometime in a future episode, 
It trounced the competition, even fighting off the underwhelming Shrek Forever After the same weekend. Sex in the City 2 was wet with mostly negative reviews and currently sits at an eye-watering 16% on review website Rotten Tomatoes. Cliff Dirksen of Chicago Reader didn't actually give a score but rated it mostly negative and my favourite pull line from his review is Thanks to writer-director Michael Patrick King, I now have a fair idea how it might feel to be stoned to death with scented candles. Kate Muir, from The Times UK, gave the film a 2 out of 5, stating, The film might have trumped as a musical, camp virtually plotless and liberally sequined. But sadly, this sequel is not sex in the city. It's menopause in the desert and a waste of four great characters. Roger Ebert, yes, that Roger Ebert, gave the film one out of four, stating, Some of these people make my skin crawl. Limar Assault, from White Little Lies magazine, gave the film one out of five, stating, The most insulting and dangerous film for women since Pretty Woman, but with less charm. So, with all of that out of the way, shall we ask the question as old as time? Anyone for seconds? Let's join the rewatch now. Okay, let's let's just do this. Let's just get this out of the way and get this over and done with. Those reviews really, really did not inspire me with any sort of hope or confidence. So, I, I'm going to admit it, but I've actually seen this film, as I've previously stated, I've seen it two times because of ex-girlfriends and things making me uh, watch films and such. So, unfortunately, I have actually seen the first one. Can't really remember it. This one, it, I have also seen. I've seen probably maybe once again, once or twice, but I don't remember it. Whether that's because I black blocked it out because of how the circumstances of I was watching it, to gain brownie points or what have you or whether it was because obviously it's honestly that bad of a film I'm just quite happy that I haven't really paid for it because the version I am watching today is on Netflix so my background with the Sex and the City franchise so to speak is I've seen a couple of the episodes of the TV series and they're fine I, I saw them well long after, obviously, it had aired on TV originally. And I've kind of seen bits and pieces here and there when they've kind of been repeated again with ex-girlfriends and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm acutely aware of, of the characters and how and, and the obvious influence that they've paid on on pop culture. You know, so I can appreciate it for that. It's just obviously I know that this film is really quite um, well renowned for being absolutely positively awful. So at least this is quite nice here. So at the moment we're literally about two, three minutes into the film, and we're getting a recap of all the characters met. So at least people who have never seen the franchise or anything before at least kind of know why the characters know each other and stuff so that's a thing 
I guess it's nice. And it's going to be helpful for me anyway. Because again, I can't remember a damn thing. Those are some cool ass top hats right there. Shiny silver top hats. I will say one thing for this film so far. So we're only about maybe five minutes in or so. But the costumes and the wardrobe are there. Um, there definitely looks right there. <laughs> so Sarah Jessica Parker in a suit. It's unexpected, but I mean, I'll go with it. And these dresses and stuff. They're, they're really pretty and they're really cool. Um, God, good Lord, why is the dog wearing a top hat? Why, why is the dog wearing a top hat? Sweet Jesus. Somebody would have voluntarily gone out to the dog and said, right, you're wearing a top hat. Why is that dog not kicking off because he's wearing a top hat? Anyway, as I was saying, the costuming and stuff of this is really quite impressive. Sort of the dresses and things like that. I mean, I'm not one per se for style and looking trendy and cool because my main outfit, uniform, so to speak, is a t-shirt and jeans the majority of the time, or even lounge pants. But I mean, yeah, um, I'm 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 liking the wardrobe at least. So that that's a positive. I, uh, wait, wait, I was about to say, at least Liza Minnelli doesn't sing, but she's, she's doing a cover of Beyonce. Oh, sweet Jesus, can this film get any more? Oh, fucking hell. We're 13 minutes in and I'm, I'm fucking done. This... Dear listener, if you don't know how long this film is, this film is two and a half hours long. I'm 15 minutes in and I'm done. Oh my God. Please, send help. Pray for me. Nothing is happening in this film. Nothing has happened. They've gone to a wedding and that's it. 20 minutes. Nothing has happened. When does the plot kick in? Is there a plot? Why? Hello, film. Where, where, where is the plot? Plot. I'm desperately seeking plot. Has, has anybody... Oh, God damn it. So here's an interesting thing, right? I don't know if it's within this part of the relationship of the women who play the four main characters. But in real life, I believe they actually... They, they can't stand each other. And you really do get 
a vibe of that when they're sitting around the breakfast table uh, kind of talking to each other. I know they're acting, but you can still kind of see it bubbling to the surface that they just, they, they're not keen on each other, especially with Kim Cattrall. Um, it's an interesting thing to see. I think it's probably why they're separated as much as possible for this film, to be fair. It's, it's, yeah, interesting, interesting. I'll be curious to see how much input the four, the four ladies had in the production of the film. Because like I say, they, they were not getting along at this point. So, because I know Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is a producer on this film. And I don't think she was on the other ones. Or on the TV series. But that's kind of be to be expected given that she is the leading character. Thirty minutes in, still no plots. No plot to speak of. I can summarise it in pretty much in two lines. They went to a wedding, then they came home. Round about now, that wedding probably would have been an episode. I have a really horrible feeling this is just going to be a couple of episodes just kind of stitched together. <laughs> God! Nothing is happening. I'm bored! I'm so bored. The dialogue is so so stilted. There's no plot. There's just nothing. There is nothing here. There is no substance. How is this two and a half hours long? Just 35 minutes in. Please, for the love of all things good and holy. Oh. I mean, it's competently directed, so that's something. And they're putting, and their performance is just, 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 just fine. Hey, look, Rolex product placement. I think that's going to be the only way we get through this is spotting all of the product placement. Fucking Rolex watches. If Rolex are listening, you can send me a watch. I'm, I won't necessarily wear it, and it may go to uh, my friend eBay. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll gladly take one. We're not actually going to get some plot here, are we? Are we gonna get? Are we? Are we finally gonna get some fucking plot? Because I'm losing the plot. I'm. I am. I am losing it. I'm really losing it. 
I'm all for exploration of characters, um, finding out where they are in their lives and character development. But the fact that basically nothing has happened for 45 minutes before we get a plot in is just... It's just ridiculous. You could cut half an hour from this already and still be left with a salvageable product. You know, it's just... I don't... I don't get, I just don't, I know it has the brand recognition behind it of Sex and the City and stuff. That's probably how it made a lot of its money. But honestly, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. I fucking hate this. I know I'm probably not the target demographic at all. Because obviously it is aimed at fans of the show. Come on. They could at least try and make it more uh, universally, you know, appeal. Hey, look, it's Penelope Cruz. Because, of course, it is. Try and ram in as many celebrity cameos as you can. Because we've already had Miley Cyrus, um, for whatever reason, fucking Liza Minnelli. To try and disguise the fact that there's nothing here. So, as I previously mentioned in the intro of this episode, I mentioned that a podcast I listened to being Till Death to Us Blart, two of the hosts, uh, Tim, Tim Montgomery and Guy Blatt, spend a whole entire season of their podcast watching this very film uh, once a week, every week, for a year. The mental fortitude that would be taken to watch this for once a week is just mind-boggling. Because this is maybe... I mean, this is probably my second, third rewatch now from those initial times that I saw it, as in... You know, my third time ever watching this. And honestly, I'm I'm loathing every minute of this. I just can't see how... It would drive me to the brink of insanity having to watch this once a week for, for, a, for a year. I just can't. I, I just can't with this. I can't. I'm going to persevere because it's an un, pretty much an unwritten rule the podcast that you have to watch the whole entire film from beginning to end it's it's basically an unwritten rule by now but the fact yeah I'm going to keep going I really want to switch it off but um persevere persevere for, for the podcast right I am officially an hour into this film it's fucking awful. I've had to take a break for a few minutes because I needed to. Hopefully this picks up on the microphone. If it doesn't, I'll have to amplify it in post. But we need alcohol. So for those of you who know me, my current tipple of choice at the moment 
is Krupnik. So this is the bottle I've got left over from uh, Boxing Day. Okay, there we go. That's the rest in. I honestly hope it improves. Um, I really, really do. Because this film is fucking awful. The fact that I'm having to do this is a testament to how bad I think this is. The fact that the only way I can get through it is with alcohol. So, cheers everybody. Oh, that's strong. Jesus, Tilly. Jesus. That is strong. Right. So they're arguing about an apartment or something. I think. I'm not entirely sure. And I, I'm, yeah. If that's the Abu Dhabi airport, it looks similarly. It looks very similar to the uh, the room, the Men in Black base. Basically, I will eat my hat if that is Abu Dhabi airport. I'm not having that. The fact that they rejected it, so I wonder if they've used uh, Moroccan airport and dressed it up a little bit. See. Going somewhere like that, as a pasty white ginger boy, um, just fills me with absolute dread. Mainly because sun and heat, we don't we don't particularly mix very well. Where other people tan, we turn we turn lobster. And the heat itself, I don't I don't do heat. That would just be a nightmare. It's, um, yeah. It's not doing it for me, I'm afraid. Not that I have a valid passport anyway, but it's, it's not the point. See, I'd love to go to somewhere like Egypt or whatever, but I know that I just wouldn't be able to handle the heat and, you know, the sun. Hey, look, it's on me, Jalili. Interesting. It really is kind of your Omajalili really is kind of your go-to Middle Eastern looking guy, isn't he? In American films. He's got a very nice little uh, carved himself out, a nice little niche as well, because if you listen to his real voice whenever he does like stand up or any of these programmes on TV, he doesn't sound like that at all. Internet hormone site that's not locked. Well, at least you know your phone is working. Is that racist? Is is that racist saying that they've got a veil across the mouth? It's like they don't want them to speak, and it freaks her out. Is that is that racist? I don't. No, I I don't know. Oh, it's 
it's not painted itself well. The amount of costume changes in this as well is absolutely ridiculous. I know they're supposed to be uh, fashionistas and quite well off to do, but the amount of that, even in the, in just this one bit alone, the amount of wardrobe changes is just ridiculous. I don't expect this many like wardrobe changes unless I'm seeing like a major pop star in concert for Christ's sake. That, that would never happen in a million years. I'm calling it. In the, just no, no. You go halfway around the world, and your and your ex boyfriend is there. Just no. That would not. That would not happen. No. I know it's a film, and I know I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief. But Jesus fucking Christ, no. I'm not having it. Just no. No. Fucking hell. Oh look, another wardrobe change. Oh god, I'm just... Oh, for God's sake. Stop, with the wardrobe changes, it's not a catwalk. For fuck's sake. It's just, it's just soulless. There's no, there's no, there's no heart. There's no, there's just, there's just nothing in it. There's just no substance to this whatsoever. Just nothing. I'm, I'm getting to the point of anger now. Let's say we're, we're an hour and a half in. There's another hour to go. I, I can't. I, I can't with this fucking film. She fell off the camel. Ah, funny. I'm not, um, I don't consider myself to be a comedy genius or actually funny at all quite the opposite I know I know I'm not funny but the fact that they've had to resort to slapstick in a in a film series and TV series that is well known for its wit that's um you know it's just kind of beggars belief and I'm almost going to put money on it that at some point there's going to be somebody's going to get an upset stomach and they're going to want to shit everywhere. You know, it's just sort of lowbrow humour that just. Uh. No, I'm I'm the kind of guy that will generally watch anything once. I'm, I'm willing to watch anything once. I'm willing to judge anything on its merit, you know. Even stuff that's not necessarily primarily aimed towards my demographic being white, cis, male. But I, I honestly feel insulted by this. And again, I know it's not aimed towards me. 
but kind of just everything is so insultingly simple and there's no plot there's just nothing here I feel insulted by it because it thinks I can't handle it I really think the first hour of this film could have just been trimmed or really cut off because we're now an hour 45 in give or take and it's just we're now sort of getting to the core of character development and things it's like that initial setting up of the characters is completely superfluous uh so, oh, excuse me that's the drink coming through <laughs> superfluous you know like it doesn't really matter at all you could like i say you could cut that away and just it just wouldn't make a, a difference on the plot you don't need that half hour 45 minutes of just pure just dumping on you of just their situations and if if you do need that surely there must be a more uh, a more concise way of doing it whether it be cutting the majority half the lines or cutting scenes or just condensing them further in it just it does seem like there is a much easier way to, to do it. Because it's just stupid. It, it kind of insult This film is insulting my intelligence. I've said it before. It is insulting my intelligence because it's kind of spoon-feeding you everything that's going to happen. It's assuming that you, you are the lowest common denominator and don't know what's happening. You know, it, it's like an episode that's been superly duperly kind of um, uh, been kind of super extended and just they've just added in moments of padding and bullshit. So the I think her name is Charlotte. It's been drinking with. I think the redhead's called Miranda. And Charlotte's drunk acting is just... Wow. It's definitely something, all right? Kind of wide-eyed and, and just sort of stating everything. It's just not good. I know kind of drunk acting is a... Uh, A uh, an acquired skill, shall we say? Because um, you know, it's difficult to do. Must be getting to the end by now. Thirty minutes. We can do this. We can. Do, we can do this. Thirty minutes. That's that's nothing. That's that's an episode of a BBC comedy series i can do this 30 minutes that's no problem the previous two hours have been a slug but half an hour should just fly by because we should get the newments and uh conclusions to the story and what little story there is i must admit but we're gonna get there
We're now going to get 20 minutes, by the look of it, of just insulting everybody and insulting their culture. That's that's not okay. Um, yeah, this is this is really not good. This is really not okay. Um, this is awful. This is I don't know if I've mentioned it enough, but this is awful. What an awful, horrible film this is. Let me get this straight, right? The guy said to them, oh, don't, don't go. If anybody offers you any illegal wares, don't, don't follow them. They've now decided to follow these two women wearing burqas. Um, yeah, follow them because that's not good. That's not. That's not, not fine, is it? That's... Oh, it's fucking stupid. It breaks its own logics and its own laws. I'm really, really surprised they didn't do a diarrhoea gag. I'm just... Gonna throw that out there, considering they threw... Uh, what's her face off of a camel and insulted the majority of that country... I, I was expecting a diarrhea gag because the humour in it seems to be pretty lowbrow as it is. Again, not what the series is well known for. And good lord, thank Christ, it is over. That was a slog. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That was a very difficult watch for many different reasons. The drink did did not help at all one one tiny bit. So I think what we'll do now is we will cross back over to uh, Dave in the present slash future, whatever. It's a bit too confusing for me. And uh, get his final takings on this absolute film. <laughs> See you in a moment. Well, that was certainly a way to spend two and a half hours. There's not really a lot to say. That was horrible. There was not an ounce of enjoyment in that film for me. Not one bit. Well, that's a lie, actually. The gag with the guy hiding his erection was quite amusing. But aside from that, nothing. Now, I appreciate I'm not in the target demographic for this, as I keep repeating. But come on. This is a film that should at least try to appeal to everyone, not just fans of the series clamouring for more. While, yes, there's a brief recap at the start of the film for those who are uninitiated, the rest of the film spends far too long spoon-feeding you its motives and character development. Yes, people aren't, who aren't fans of the series aren't going to know who they are, but you still don't need to spend an hour of a two-and-a-half-hour runtime establishing everyone. A simple montage or a short brief scene is what's needed, not an hour of goddamn exposition. All you're going to do is bore your audience. The plot, what there is of it, is so paper-thin and honestly so by-the-numbers and predictable 
It was almost like an afterthought once the producers had shoved in as many product placements as possible. Now, don't mind product placement. They can often help get films made and help increase the budget. But in this film, it is so unsubtle. It's like it beats you over the head with it. Hey, look, it's a Rolex. Panasonic phone. Excellent. Look at these smashing cars. Louis Vuitton clothes. Lovely, ain't they? Do you see all of the expensive goods you must own? Do you see? Be a good capitalist and buy. Moving on now. The acting is fine for the most part. It's nothing to write home about, though. All of the main four cast members do a sterling job of portraying the gang like they've done for the previous film and four series on TV. If anything, they seem a bit bored and tired, which I can understand given what I've just experienced. The direction is fine. King does a suitable job of portraying everything and selling the beauty of not Abu Dhabi. There are some great location shots, but there's just no substance. As for King's writing, well, maybe you should have got someone else in to tighten it up because, my word, there is a lot of excess that didn't need to be there. I think that, honestly... There's probably a good one hour, 45 minute film in this two and a half hour mess that is not only tighter, but more succinct. That would also not only please fans of the franchise, but also welcome newcomers. They could have also made the plot. Well, there just could have been a plot. It's a case of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, except that nothing sticks, but just the same. I've got to say, though. Even with more wardrobe changes than Mariah Carey and Britney Spears combined, the costume department went all out on this one. That's honestly all I can praise about this film. While I'm not the pinnacle of style, I can appreciate the looks the ladies are given throughout. Except that see-through number that Sarah Jessica Parker wears at the end. You might as well have just chucked a potato sack on her and say, job done. Overall, I can't really recommend this. I think even fans of the series might struggle. It's such a departure from the series that it's just jarring. Too long for its purpose, the writing would make Edward films seem Oscar-worthy, and the film itself is instantly forgettable. Steer clear if you can. If I'm asked to ever watch this again, you can be sure that I'll be pointing that person to this very episode of the podcast as to why I don't want to watch it. Thanks once again for listening. Do you agree? Disagree? Did you ever watch the uh, prequel series? Why don't you get in contact? We're over on Twitter as at anyone podcast. We're also on the Facebook, should you happen to have Facebook. Just search for us, you will find us. Longer rants and considerations about Carrie's wardrobe can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. Do not forget to give us a like, rating and review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow this really quite wonderful audience that we have amassed for ourselves within the past year. We're also on Podchaser. It's been a little while now, but I still can't figure it out. But if you want to go give us a like, rating, review on Podchaser, you can do that. Over at podchaser.com forward slash anyone for seconds podcast. This time, I think we will leave you with the theme to Sex and the City, the TV series. Thanks again. Stay safe. You got this.
This is a film that should at least try to appeal to everyone, and not just for fans of the series clamouring for more. Stop it. Stop it, Soot. Stop it. Good boy. Ah, you bastard, you cunt, you. Come up here and lay down. If you're going to be out here, you're going to be a good boy. Be a good boy. Be be a good boy. No, no, that's, that's my script. Dude, come on. That's my script. How, how am I supposed to tell the people about this film if, you, if you're trying to destroy the script on my phone? Come on, because the nice people have donated really nicely so I can buy myself a keyboard. So I can type this all up and not do it by hand. You just destroying it is not going to help. Are you going to be a good boy? The fact you're trying to bite me says no.